0: Time for the Thursday free for all on Beyond the, on the Airways, the Infinity Project.
1: Good evening, everybody. It's Thursday night, or as I like to call it, Friday Eve here at Beyond the Airways, the Infinity Project. And since it is Thursday, that means it's time for the Thursday free for all. We're gonna have stories that'll make you laugh, think, cry, get upset. We'll fire off a rant rocket four or five, depending on the situation, or maybe even ten if we get enough rocket fuel. <laughs> Anyway, I'm your host for tonight. I am Oddball Extreme. I'm joined on the line by two of my crazy cohorts. First, we got Red Ranger Tim. Good evening to you, sir.
0: Good evening, my dear.
1: And we also have Ashley on the line. Good evening to you, Ashley. Good evening. And we've got our Asian magician who
2: just joined in. Hello, Janet. Hola, everybody. How goes it? I was just taking care made of a little. It. Yeah, after a rough second half of the afternoon. <sighs> mm. And you know what it's all about, Cheryl. Yep, it's all about a rough part of the afternoon.
1: <laughs> Maybe not in that context, but you know what I mean. <laughs> and yes, I have to use my cell phone again. The damn correct, the damn correct connect decided to play games with me again. So, Okay, it's awfully quiet
0: <laughs> Oh my
1: Okay Alright, well anyway um, I'm going to start off with a nice little uh, June surprise It's supposed to drop to 60 degrees here in Montgomery tonight It's like hmm. Seriously? It's the middle of June? And it's this cool. I'll take it. (laughs) It's like I'm gonna enjoy it while I can because it'll be gone before too long, and it probably won't be back until around October. (sighs) Excuse me. All right, let's see. Oh yes, uh, let's see i I think I already know about this one. Shazam star Zachary Levi will be hosting the twenty nineteen m t v movie and t v awards. So this should get into interesting thing. uh, skip the ad. I don't care all right. Really? Talk about yourself. I'll be right back.
0: Oh, my.
1: Uh. Hello? Okay, all right. I see it. Okay, got it. Uh, you're in there. You're in there. Yes. Bye. Oh, he's getting mute. Oh, terrific. I Hello? thought I muted myself, but I didn't. Hello. Hello. Oh, my. Hello. we're here. We can hear you.
2: Well, that's good. Ooh. Yeah. Lucky, lucky. I me. thought I
1: muted myself, but apparently I did not. I am so sorry.
0: Oh, my. Hey. Okay. Ugh.
1: What else could happen tonight? Okay, let's try this again. Okay. At least the chat room's working tonight, thank God. All right. So well, anyway, this is supposed to... Actually, this was supposed to be all the way back in April. <laughs> well, anyway, the thing... Here's the reason why. Uh, the show is actually coming up on Monday,
2: what show is
1: that? Uh, the MTV Movie and TV Awards. Oh yeah, and Shazam is hosting it. Yep. He know she goes in a costume, but I doubt it. That's okay; doesn't that bother me. Let's see. Uh, actually, so you what's going on. He'll be shooting up for the 2019 MTV Movie and TV Awards this Monday. So we am seeing the awards show at the Barker Hangar in Santa Monica, California. Nominees will be announced in the coming weeks. First the the comes for his blockbuster. Levi is no stranger to superhero picks, having first appeared as Door of the Dark World as he is guardian hero Fandral. He also helped take on the SAG award for the ensemble cast of The Marvelous Mrs. Mazel, in which he placed real love interest for Rachel Rosenhan's titular character in the second season. Previously, the actor was best known for portraying the, the Washington CIA spy Chuck Bartowski on the NBC series Chuck. Viewers might be treated to some musical numbers and performances, as Levi is also a singer. In 2016, he earned a Tony nomination for Best Leading Man in the Broadway production of She Loves Me. He also showed off his vocal chops in Disney sangled as Flynn Ryder I singing the Oscar-nominated song, I See the Light, with Mandy Moore. Levi joins the star-studded alumni of MTV Movie and TV hosts, which include Tiffany Haddish, Adam Devine, Dwayne Johnson, and Kevin Hart. Amy Schumer, Conan O'Brien, Rebel Wilson, Russell Brand, Jason today, and Andy Samberg.
2: So. Sounds like they have a. I am not a big fan of the MTV musical. The musical, what? Blah, 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 blah. It's been a trying <laughs> afternoon. Oh, bear with me, okay. growl.
1: Yeah. Well, of course, of course, they now it's called the MTV Movie and TV Awards. So it's like. People in the actors in the movies are going versus actors on TV
2: now. Yeah. Well, I'll I'll tell you what. Everybody should have their, um, you know, their own thing, Mm. you know. But hey, at least it recognizes all of it. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, but that is neither here
1: nor there. Yeah, what's
2: the matter? no. Nasty little headache, people. So please don't mind me. Oh.
1: Okay. Let's see. Oh, here's the okay, oh oh oh, oh, oh yes, I signed a post of this story earlier today, and I think this is worthy of an extreme rant rocket a, th- a oh, sorry, a teacher who injured artistic children to serve only weekends in jail, mm. yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, I believe it's time for an extreme rocket. So, Tim, you might want to lower your um, volume since I found out you had your ears cleaned and all. So, yeah. get ready to cover right. Yeah. All right, get ready to cover no. right now. <laughs> hey. Okay, and this was posted today, and this is out of Brownsville, Texas. Families of children with special needs are outraged. The former Los Fresnes CISD teacher will only service 30 days in jail on the weekend. You took their innocence, cried Ramon Valdez. His daughter is one of the victims, was told by Geronimo Martinez. A Cameron County grand jury indicted Geronimo Martinez, a former teacher at Laurelis Elementary, for two counts of injury to a child disabled individual. Thursday, Martinez entered a pretrial diversion agreement in the 445th District Court of Judge Gloria Rincones. Do you understand the terms of the agreement, asked Judge Rincones. Yes, replied Martinez, now with shorter hair than his booking photo. The terms of the PCD require Martinez to render his teaching certification with the Texas Education Agency and serve three days in county jail on consecutive weekends starting this Friday, tomorrow. This is not justice, said Fabian Cruz. Drake, his son with autism, is nonverbal would have emotional reactions to Geronimo's face or talking about where he was hurt. He would use pressure points to hit him in the head, said Crusad. In addition to the thirty days surrendering of his teaching certification, Martinez's records will be cleared according to the agreement in twenty four months. The parents of the that students the parents of Yeah, I agree. The parents of students involved are in civil litigation with LFCISD and Martinez. And rightfully so, because that is you just bullshit. That, ca-
2: that is a fucking cock of bullshit, as far as I'm concerned.
1: I agree.
0: I it's agree like, with
2: the bomb dropping noises I hear from Tim's end of the phone.
0: It's actually. <laughs> sirens, but I can't see from where I'm sitting what exactly is going on out there. Okay. Well, you're aware you're safe, so... Oh, yeah. The weather's... You know what? I'm going to walk over there and see if I can see something out my window. I'll be right back. All, All right. right. You got it.
2: But, you know, that is bullshit. Yeah. You know is freaking yeah,
1: bullshit.
2: You know what my newest the, coloring book the, is?
1: God, gonna face backlash.
2: You know that what my newest coloring book is from coloring book cafe? What Hummingbirds. Hummingbirds. Oh, Cool. Get a special one. And then I'll get another one tomorrow. A different one tomorrow. But you know, that is bullshit.
1: Yeah, I agree That
2: teacher never If that teacher got put In general population Of a prison Maybe she would never survive Was it a he or a she?
1: Nope It's <laughs> a back I'm back Did you
0: I see anything? See, I, no I can hear it But I can't see it
1: Yeah
2: That's good, Dan
0: if, if you
2: could get your hands On a newspaper It'll be all over The newspaper tomorrow
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Possibly. I still didn't do it though. Okay. I wasn't You there. weren't even there, so I'm not even counting you. That's right.
1: Mhm.
2: But All you right. know that
1: yeah.
2: bastard would not even survive in general population. If he got no, put in general was. prison population, and they found out he abused kids in general, and Autistic kids in particular. He would not survive.
1: No. Alright, now let's see. Tim, you were posted this one the other day. Wisconsin City considering ordinance to find parents of children who bully. Yes. Mhm. And I certainly would agree with that one. All right, so here's what's going on. A city in Wisconsin is considering passing an ordinance that would fine parents of children who have bullied. The Wisconsin Rapids Legislative Committee voted unanimously Monday to move the anti-bullying ordinance to be considered by the full city council next week, according to the Associated Press. If passed, the ordinance would prohibit bullying, harassment, and retaliation against anyone who reports such incidents and hold parents or legal guardians responsible for bullying behavior of children under 18 years old. Penalties for a first offense would be $50 for total costs, adding up to $313 in some cases. The parents would first receive a warning before being fined. The move comes after a local middle school student received handwritten notes from fellow students telling her to kill herself. The social media post showing the notes subsequently went viral. Preventing bullying needs to be a partnership between the schools and the parents and the police department. Wisconsin Rapids Police Chief Irvin Blevins told the news outlet if we don't work together, we won't be able to solve believe I agree with that.
2: Well, you want to know something? The parents should be, um, oh, the cartridges are low. Um, the the parents should be held responsible because, you know, by the same token, the kids learn at home, right? hmm the kids learn at home, so yep. you know I'm not sure how they would handle that at the school.
1: Yeah, but here's something, here's something interesting. Um, it kind of goes back to something from uh, America's Got Talent. I saw the other night, and I posted the video I think yesterday morning. Um, this 11 year old boy, who has been in remission from leukemia for four for over four years, and um. But he had been bullied, you know, you know, kids picking at him just because he lost all his hair and he was suffering from cancer. Here any spreading things about cancer being contagious and people avoiding him. Uh,
2: cancer is not but contagious. Said,
1: no, it isn't. But you but here's how he here's how he was able to fight back. He took up violin lessons. Oh, uh, he good for killed you! It. Yeah, and here's the best part—he killed it on American Idol Talent when he violined through uh, Kelly Clarkson's song "Stronger." Oh. In fact, it was so. In fact, it was so good. Simon Cowell gave him the golden buzzer.
2: You're kidding, really? Congratulations to Uh huh.
1: In fact. Well, I'll do it. I'll do some YouTube videos. You can watch it and going, whenever we'll you want. You don't have to. Uh-huh. Yeah, because Simon said it clearly. He said, I want to give I want to give uh, a message on your behalf to those bullies. So let me get the... That's what he the did to to the golden buzzer? Yeah. Yep, that's when he did it. Okay, so what I'm going to do is I am going to... To, let's see where's the link. There it is. Okay, I'm gonna ship in the chat. You can, like I said, watch it whenever you want. You don't have to watch it right now, cause you know it's never a requirement. So, but yeah, this is the this is the video, and holy cow, he just kills it on that on that file um, <clears> one. <throat> Okay, now, um, well, I know it's good listen, listen. for him. Mm-hmm. He rose right, above
2: well, anyway, his
1: bullets. Um, yes, he did. He found, he found an outlet. All right, well, anyway, here's something interesting showed to show today. High school valedictorian's graduation speech blasting unavailable staff and administrators goes viral.
2: Uh-oh.
1: <laughs> Whoa, okay.
2: Okay, I got so a little question well, I want to ask of the um, ask of the group when you're through reading your article, Shirley.
1: Okay, well here's, all right, here it is. A high school Dallas graduation speech is going viral after the California teen used her platform to accuse school staff and administrators of negligence and being unavailable. The San Diego Union-Tribune reported Wednesday that Nat- Natalie Burr. This year's auditorium attorney at San High School used her commencement speech last week to thank her parents and friends before turning the audience's attention to the adults at her high school. To my counselor, thanks for teaching me to send for myself. You're a You were always unavailable to my parents and I despite appointments. Only in these past few weeks, with the award ceremony for graduation coming up, did you begin making your appearance. You're then thanked the school's main office staff for teaching her to be resourceful. The negligence to inform me of several scholarships the day before they were due potentially caused me to miss out on thousands of dollars, she said. According to the paper, Bure drew gasps and outcry from the crowd when she went on to accuse the teacher of being regularly intoxicated during class. Thank you for using yourself as an example to teach students about the dangers of alcoholism, she said, without naming the teacher. Being escorted by police out of school was a lasting impression. I hope that future students and staff learn from these examples. Sweetwater Union High School Spokesperson Manuel Rubio Rubio told the news outlet, Vier went off script and did not adhere to the speech that was previously approved. We think that the student's speech was inappropriate and out of line, Rubio told the news outlet in the email last week. While we definitely welcome the concerns of students and their families regarding any situation at one of our schools, doing so in such a manner without any prior knowledge of the situation by the school is not the right way of handling this. Ultimately, this takes away from what should have been a day of celebration for the school and their community. Bure and her mother, Monica Seratos, did not respond to requests for comment from the paper. Her father, Brian Bure, declined to comment through the paper. Bure the latest all Victorians to use her speech to draw attention to a specific issue. Earlier this year, a graduating high school senior use her commencement I mean, address to name the teenage boys who were victims of police brutality before her microphone was cut by the school. Ooh.
2: I bet you that didn't set too well with people. Mm, no. I'll put no one out of ink before I run out of pictures here. But, you know, mm-hmm. right, right, she has a right to say what was on her mind, just timing was not the best. Yeah. Right? Right.
1: But it's like, holy cow. But
2: I, ho- I hope she still d- didn't get in too much trouble for that graduation speech.
1: Uh, She probably did, but it's too late now. She's graduated, so. There's
2: not anything she- they can do to her. All right. She got her diploma. Mm hmm.
1: Let's see. And then, Tim, you posted this one yesterday. America's largest retailer sued for fake medicine.
0: Oh, yeah. And and this one, you really kind of have to pay attention to the details to understand what they mean by fake medicine. Because it's not what you think it is. Exactly. I think fake might be the wrong word for what they're actually mm-hmm. suggesting here. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. If, if, if I can, uh, let me pull that up real quick. I'd like to read that one myself, so maybe I can elaborate a little okay. bit more. Uh, okay, it's, in the, it's in the
1: chat, so. yeah, it's in the oh, chat. It's in the chat,
0: Okay, I'll go ahead and pull it up, and I'll read that one because it's As a former associate of Walmart I think I can probably shed a little bit Of insight into some of this So when I was Browsing the internet the other day And I caught the headline On I think I saw it on Facebook originally uh, From Forbes.com so you know it's a very Reliable source that America's Largest retailer was being sued Okay no big story there For selling fake medicine Okay what's going on here Here's the gist of what's going on. The United States' largest retailer has been sued for medical fraud. In a lawsuit filed in the District of Columbia, the Center for Inquiry, or CFI, alleges that Walmart is committing wide-scale consumer fraud and endangering the health of its customers through its sale and marketing of homeopathic medicines. This is similar to a 2018 suit that the same nonprofit brought against CVS, the largest drug retailer in the United States. Nick Little, CFI's vice president and general counsel, contends that Walmart sells homeopathics right alongside real medicines in the same sections in its stores under the same signs. Searches on its website for cold and flu remedies or teething products for infants yield pages full of homeopathic junk products. It's an incredible betrayal of customers' trust and the abuse of Walmart's Titanic retail power. A Walmart spokesman responded by. A Walmart a Walmart spokesman responded by saying, "We want to be the most trusted retailer, and we look to our suppliers to provide products that meet all applicable laws, including labeling laws. Our Equate private label homeopathic products." are designed to include information directly stating that the claims are not based on accepted medical evidence and have not been evaluated by the FDA. We take allegations like these seriously and will respond as appropriate with the court. Homeopathic medicine or homeopathy is a medical system that uses plants, animals, or minerals that are administered as oils, creams, tablets, or gels as treatment with the premise that the body can cure itself. Those who practice homeopathy believe that natural substances stimulate natural healing. According to the National Institute of Health, or NIH National Center for Complementary and Integrative Health, an estimated 5 million adults and 1 million children used homeopathic products in the last year. Most homeopathic products are self-administered and self-prescribed for ailments such as the common cold, migraines, allergies, and pain. Alternative remedies have long been contentious as an alternative to evidence-based medication. And in this case, CFI asserts that Walmart knowingly presented homeopathy-like stress relief aids and cold and flu remedies as equal alternatives both in-store and online to customers. CFI is not seeking to have products removed from shelves, but seeking to ensure that Walmart labels the products in an honest manner for consumers. According to Mr. Little, Walmart can't claim it doesn't know that homeopathy is snake oil because it runs its own enormous pharmacy business and makes its own homeopathic products. So whether it's a scientifically proven remedy like aspirin, or flatly denounced junk like homeopathic teething caplets for babies, Walmart sells all of it under its in-house Equate branding. It's all the same to Walmart. While the NIH has determined that there is little evidence to support that homeopathy may be an effective treatment for any mental or physical health problems, the U.S. FDA, or Food and Drug Administration, and FTC, or Federal Trade Commission, have not taken major steps to curtail the industry. Although as recently as May 14, 2019, the FDA issued warnings to five manufacturers of homeopathic products for putting consumers at risk with significant violations of manufacturing quality standards. But most experts contend these actions are merely the agencies making an appearance at curtailing the products, as most homeopathic and nutraceutical products are never reviewed for safety or efficacy by government agencies. Despite CFI's calls for tighter regulation of homeopathic products, very little has been done by federal agencies to date. However, the nonprofit has had influence in recent years as the FTC declared that marketing of homeopathic products for specific diseases and symptoms is only permissible if consumers are made explicitly aware that one, there is no scientific evidence that the product works, and two, the product's claims are based only on theories of homeopathy from the 1700s that are not accepted by most modern medical experts. The FTC asserted that over-the-counter homeopathic drugs would be held to the same standard as those for evidence-based products making similar claims. It also stated, without a real enforcement mechanism, that homeopathic companies must have competent and reliable scientific evidence to make health-related claims. In December 2017, the FDA also proposed a new risk-based enforcement approach to homeopathic products. The goal was to create structures for more careful scrutiny of products that pose a great risk to vulnerable populations. But how we got here is complicated. While consumers do lose money on treatments that are not proven to work, and the possibility of prolonging and worsening health conditions is great, the snake oils of the world have always existed. But since homeopathy grew in popularity in Germany 200 years ago, it has been rooted in two primary theories. First, the notion that like cures like. What this means is that an ailment can be cured by a substance that produces similar symptoms in healthy people. And second, the notion that the lower the dose of medication that greater the effectiveness. This leads to many homeopathic products being diluted by water or other means. And these concepts have forever been appealing to humans, that nature can cure. And because these products are deeply entrenched in our history, and they carry minimal labeling that they are not approved by the FDA, the likelihood of CFI winning its lawsuits is slim. But the filing itself has brought attention to the topic which is also important. Basically, in a nutshell, what they're saying is that at least some of these products being manufactured and sold under the equate label are effectively junk. That they may or may not do what they claim to do as opposed to Mm -hmm. You know, a scientifically proven name brand product. But if you stop and think about it, it's always been like that. Should it be labeled? Sure. But what else? You know, if if you put a box of um, of Advil in front of me, never mind the, the size of the pill or tablet or whatever, or the dosage. You just put a box of Advil in front of me. You also put a box of ibuprofen in front of me. Generic label, even. Ibuprofen. Well, guess what? The two are identical. One is a name brand. One is generic. Same thing. Mm-hmm. And if they, want to, if they want to
2: sell the name brand, why in the hell is the price so damn high? A lot of people go for the generics because the the name brand is darn
0: high. And, and, and right. part of that is the is the assumption that you're paying for the name that's on the product. And while mm-hmm. it is true, right. at, at least to some extent, that an equate labeled and I'm just going to use my Advil ibuprofen example again. Equate-branded ibuprofen may not be as potent as Advil. But what I think they're missing is Equate-branded ibuprofen might get the job done just as well as, if not better, than Advil. Probably I'll tell you something. It wouldn't be labeled as as being necessarily being supported by the FDA. Or whatever, and and that's all fine and dandy, but it's still just as effective. But here's the part that really trips my trigger about this whole thing, is that they're raising a fuss calling it medical fraud and fake medicine, yet their only objective through filing this lawsuit is to have Walmart more adequately label its product. If this hey, was really that just... big of a deal, don't you think they would be asking for a lot more than that?
2: Yes, mm-hmm. they would. Hey, what is wrong with homeopathic medicine? The Native Americans have used it for over two hundred years.
0: What do these people? Exactly. Okay. What, peop- what do these people think that people three, four hundred years ago used to heal themselves when the all the scientifically backed?
2: stuff didn't even exist exactly Mm -hmm. that's my point homeopathic medicine is a good thing if it's used properly I have got an encyclopedia that um, was given to me as a gift several years ago and it lists all of the homeopathic remedies the herbs etc what do you how much to use what combination to use them in when to use them, what to use them with, don't, and all the interactions. They and it gives you right up. But the Native Americans do what to do with herbs and bear, herbs and stuff. You know, they're shamans.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, so yeah, I think they're taking money.
1: So. Yeah, well you see no, I, yeah, let me say something real quick. My mother has a unique situation. Um where if she ever gets a generic brand, it actually does more harm to her for some reason. Okay? So her doctor has always put, make sure it's the real brand, not generic. I know it sounds weird, but mom's mom's had issues with the generic brand, but she does better with the actual branding. Now unfortunately she doesn't have to pay anything because she's on medicare thank goodness but um
2: it, I, I mean, do it, see the point do, some I people be... take, I do see the point some people can't do generic right. but what in the heck is that
0: what but the heck Discord.
1: is what? I think it's my Discord. It's a Discord. Yeah, yeah.
0: It's, it's my dis my Discord going off. Remember when you guys were uh, experimenting with that a while that long time ago? Yeah. I, I was. I am on artist, Discord for a
1: couple of. These. Yeah, I I do Discord as uh, with a couple of Gary Anderson groups. So, um.
2: which ones?
1: Uh oh shoot I forgot what is it Anderson twenty one and then the me 21... later. <laughs> yeah okay all right but um uh, let's see oh there's Isha in the chat yeah Isha okay oh. now here's something interesting this was actually this was actually shared by Dr Marshall Shepard. Who happens to be the host of the podcast Weather Youth and I do follow him. keep goes to this one? NIH head calls for end to all male panels of scientists. Wants an end of
2: what? Yeah.
1: All male panels of scientists. In other words, he wants a little he wants to see diversity, you know, for women and such. Oh. So that
2: a a story.
1: Uh
2: huh. Who did it? Who, who? Who? Dr. Oh, go Marshall Shepard.
1: Okay, yeah, Dr. Marshall Shepard shared this story. It's from the New York Times. Uh, Francis Collins pledged to decline to speak at conferences that do not include enough women in prominent speaking roles, and this was posted yesterday. The word scientist does not specify a gender, and yet for eons, well, ever since conferences and symposiums emerged from the primordial academic soup, the majority of prominent scientific speakers and panelists have been men. This phenomenon has been documented in studies and spawned many mocking monitors. Manfred, Amiposium, Mammal. People have tried to understand why the Y chromosome so dominates the day and explain that there really should be more X. Now the effort to achieve better gender balance has a new high-profile champion, the director of the National Institutes of Health, Dr. Francis S. Collins. In a statement titled, Time to End the Mantle Tradition, Dr. Collins, who led the Human Genome Project and has been NIH director for a decade, said on Wednesday he would no longer speak at conferences that do not show a strong commitment to diversifying the makeup of their panelists. I want to send a clear message of concern. It is time to end the tradition in science of all male speaking panels, Dr. Collins wrote. Starting now, he added, when I consider speaking invitations, I will expect a level playing field where scientists of all backgrounds are evaluated fairly for speaking opportunities. If that extension to inclusiveness is not evident in the agenda, I will decline to take part. I challenge other scientific leaders across the biomedical enterprise to do the same. His announcement was applauded by scientists who have long urged speaker diversity at conferences. I'm amazed and I'm so happy that he made this announcement, said Yao Niv, a Princeton neuroscientist, who started a website, BiasWatchNeuro.com, that tracks the gender balance of speakers at neuroscience conferences and measures them against the percentage of women in the field. We've been working on this for years. and It's great to have someone who is a leading figure and a man do the same thing, Dr. Niv said. People really want him at a conference. He brings the crowd. So if he says, I'm not going to a conference to give the keynote speech because I don't see adequate representation, that is huge. Some prominent men in science echoed Dr. Collins' call. Dr. Jeremy Farrar, the director of the Wellcome Trust, tweeted to Dr. Collins that he and, other at his, he and others at his large global health nonprofit organization agree and have made a commitment and refuse to serve on panels or talk at events that do not honor the state's commitment. In an interview after his statement was released, Dr. Collins said, certainly white men are wonderful contributors to the biomedical enterprise. I'm one of them. But at the same time, there's a tendency to neglect the fact that we have lots of people contributing to
2: research.
1: (laughs) Dr. Collins said he had also become deeply concerned about the growing evidence of sexual harassment that has made the workplace in biomedicine an unfriendly place for women. In February, the NIH announced that after examining allegations at more than two dozen institutions whose scientists received agency funding, 14 principal investigators were replaced and 21 were fired or otherwise disciplined by their institution. The agency said it also took disciplinary actions against 20 staff members. Dr. Nibs said the issue of gender equality conferences was frequently one of insufficient awareness and effort. Even women who organize conferences do not always invite more women to speak, she said, noting that her website was started in response to a conference organized by two women and who invited 22 men and no women to speak. She said she often sends conferences lists of female scientists and needs to point out that they are as experienced and qualified as some of the male scientists that were invited to speak. Dr. Collins said that from now on, whenever he is asked to speak, he will say that you want to see exactly how you handled this issue of inclusiveness. Please tell us what you're doing. He will ask to see the final roster 30 days before the event. Dr. Collins said he was not going to require any quota for women as speakers or direct other NIH scientists to follow his example because I would not want anybody to do this because they're forced to. He acknowledged that in some areas it might be challenging to bring a significant number of women. I want to be totally reasonable about that, he said, but I want to see the effort. And that's the end. It's true. You so see more men than women in the
2: sciences. You know the STEM programs, the science, the technology, yeah. the engineering, the mathematics. Mm-hmm. You see more men than women. Man.
1: Right, but the women are so, now women nowadays are starting to get in the road on it.
2: Right, but back when back in the day, they were were just like I'll give you an example of the attitude. I took a chemistry class and my chemistry teacher, I wound up being the only girl in the class and the chemistry teacher kept giving me grief because I was the only female in the class. You know? Mm -hmm. But thanks to the support of one of the guys in the class, I passed the class. I proved to him I could. But he kept he kept making remarks to the effect that women have no place. You don't have any place in this class. And I thought, how rude can you get, dude? But mm-hmm. I proved to him I could do it, though. I passed the damn class.
1: All right. Mhm.
2: But what was that movie that came out not too long ago? About hidden women figures? working within the
1: what hidden figures. It was called hidden figures.
2: Yeah, um, that's another example of that. Mm-hmm. The men didn't think those three yeah, women could do it, yeah, exactly. Didn't think that's women could do, to the do
1: it, female, yeah, and they were, you know, there were African American mathematicians who figured things out. But they they didn't get the credit until now, because you know, think about it. Who will believe? Who believes You know, that black that, the, the woman that the could, black could, women what did right. Black women did figure size too. So. Uh huh.
2: That presented a problem right there. It's bad enough women did it, but black women,
1: a black woman. Mhm. Right. Exactly. So I would definitely, I would, I definitely agree with this. It's like, you know, when I go to DragonCon and they have all these panels, I see men and women panel, men and, male and female panels. I am so happy. I have been on a panel at Dragon Con. Well, who knows? i may do it again this year, you know, if they need, if they need somebody. But, um, you know, it was, it was, it was great to be part of a panel where, you know, we talked about fandoms. So, But it's like, you know, it's like you were talking about, you know, how men can be bronies, you know, how women can, like, you know, male stuff. Like, women, like, like who could ever forget the, the Christmas commercial for Star Wars when you've got a girl holding a lightsaber instead of a boy? That's a girl holding a lightsaber for a change. But it just,
2: it's
1: just you know, it just means how, it's, it's like, I still think about the fact that some people um, cannot stand, you know, some people just can't stand, oh, women shouldn't be doing this. It's like, it's 2019, people, shut up. Yeah, and it's just like, you know, last night at the end of the show, I was talking about the fact my little pony's going to have a same sex couple, it's going to be two aunts. Uh, a U N T S, not two little ants. <laughs> but but honestly, well, I feel like, you know, sometimes. It's so common. But,
2: it's not common anymore.
0: People yeah, need to like, get why is
1: this even a headline? It's like I said last night. Why is this even a headline? It's so ridiculous now.
2: Tell me about it.
1: Tell like, me about um, it. Yeah, and, you know, like I said, you know, people say, oh, we're not going to buy the toys anymore. Well, it's the last season.
2: It isn't going to matter at this point. <laughs> well, you know, I think that I don't know which groups are sounding the alarm, but um, after all, MLP is a series aimed at kids. Right. So I can understand part of the concern, but it should be up to the parents to explain to their kids what's up, you know. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going any further. Than that. No,
1: yes, yes, okay. Let okay. me.
0: Oh, 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 excuse
2: me.
1: Okay. I what wonder what this is going to be. Okay. It's, uh, okay. All right. The Academy Museum of Motion Pictures, set to open in late 2019, will give you a retrospective devoted to Hayao Miyazaki. Oh, yes. Uh huh. So let me see how you. So there's the link right there. Now, this is from 2018, but I didn't even know about this till just now. Anyway, presented in collaboration with Studio Ghibli, the Academy is calling the Miyazaki Show unprecedented and the first major exhibition of his work presented in the United States. It is curated by Jessica Neville. Uh, The exhibition will take visitors on a thematic journey through the cinematic world using original production materials from Studio Ghibli's archives and features such films as My Neighbor Totoro and Spirited Away. The exhibition will present more than 200 (laughs) concept sketches, character designs, storyboards, layouts, cells, backgrounds, film clips, and immersive environments. A catalog, film series, and public events will accompany the presentation, and unique Studio Ghibli merchandise will be sold at the museum's shop. Located at the corner of Wilshire Boulevard and Fairfax Avenue in Los Angeles, the Academy Museum will be located in the historic May Company building, originally completed in 1939. Designed by Renzo Piano, yes, that's his name, Piano. (laughs) The museum will have six floors, including exhibition spaces, a 288 seat theater and education studio, special event spaces, conservation areas, a, a cafe, and store. A new spherical addition will connect to the main building by a glass bridge and will feature a 1,000-seat theater and rooftop terrace. Wow. In addition to the temporary Miyazaki exhibition, the museum will launch with a permanent exhibit where dreams are made, A Journey Inside the Movies, that's a working title, a 30,000-square-foot, two-floor survey of the art and science of motion pictures. Now, some of the, now there are some concept paintings of the permanent exhibit shown below. I'm not going to go into detail. But I think that's a cool idea. But it's nice to know that Hayao Miyazaki will get the first get the first tickets in that museum.
2: <laughs> yeah. Huh. Hey Shirley. Uh huh. If you could, add, if you're on a panel that I'm not sure, this must have been a Dragon Con. Peter Davidson was at Dragon Con. Uh huh. Somebody asked Peter Davidson, "What's the strangest thing a fan has ever given you?" Peter Davidson answered grandchildren. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. But you know, Miyazaki, you were the greatest. Mhm. You were the greatest artist in the world and your son he's just carrying on the family tradition. Mhm. I think it was okay. It started, wasn't
1: it? Um, yeah. Okay, <laughs> something interesting here. Um, <laughs> this is posted today uh, at uh, Nashville dot com. Uh, listen to this: Nintendo's the first Mr. Rossetti lost his job thanks to Animal Crossing New Horizons. <laughs> And I'll explain who Mr. Rossetti is in a moment, because it's not what you think. All right. In this economy, we all live under the ever present threat of layoffs and unemployment. This even true for iconic video game characters like the polarizing Mr. Rossetti, an infamous character from the first Animal Crossing game. In an interview with Nashville during E3 2019, Animal Crossing New Horizons project lead I asked the Agotu officially announced that Mr. Rossetti lost his job at the Reset Surveillance Center due to the upcoming Switch title's new auto-save function. (laughs) I think this will be a positive thing for the player, because in New Horizons, you can stop playing in the middle of your game and it will still save, says Kiyogoku. But unfortunately, because there's no necessity to reset the game or reset button on the Switch, Mr. Rossetti had a hard time. He was laid off from his position. But folks, there's still hope for the most hilarious, beloved, and painted figures in Animal Crossing history. We also believe that Mr. Rossetti is looking for a new job after his layoff, so please look forward to that. Here goes to Jesus, potentially hitting that he'll assume a new role. For those who didn't get solid drama from Mr. Rossetti's rant back in 2001, since the original GameCube title, Mr. Rossetti's job was to scold you every time you reset your game without saving. Intended to deploy players from cheating the game's real-time mechanic is minutes-long, all-caps tie rates violently vacillate between questioning your moral fiber Threatening and even pretending to delete your save life and devolving into desperate cries for help. <laughs> Let's see. Looking back, we owe Mr. Rossetti so much, whether or, whether for providing us with hopeless laughter, annoyance and or terror. Cranky Mole inspired so much emotion in players, in fact, that Nintendo made his presence off in later games like 2014's Animal Crossing New Elite. In an I in I wanna ask developer interview at the time, the late great Nintendo CEO said of Mr. Rossetti that it seems like younger female players in particular are scared of them. I've heard that some of them have even cried. In the Information for Parents section of 2008's Animal Crossing City Fall, the instruction manual warns that Mr. Rosetti's purpose is to teach players the importance of saving. However, parents should be aware that his personality and tone of voice, while intentionally humorous, are authoritative and may be disturbing to young children. Despite some Easter egg appearances in Super Smash Brothers Melee, Brawl, Wii U, and Mario Kart 8, Mr. Rosetti has not been seen in a full release Animal Crossing game since new Leaf. And now we know the tragic reason why. So if you're on the market for a hardworking mole whose dedication is so let's see. So if you're on the market for a hardworking mole whose dedication to his job borders on the enhanced, please reach out to Nintendo Hid directly. We feel so deeply for the down the mole that this reporter offered Mr. a job at Nashville. As there is no, this reporter has no power to hire a virtual mole. Okay, those are kind of just want to saying. We'll let him know. <laughs> That's okay. funny. So oh, yes, because he's running the ball, boss's job. <laughs>
2: I was reading. I was reading an article about it was posted eight hours ago about the uh, PS4 going down. the PlayStation network going down. This was posted 8 mm-hmm. hours ago. Leaving workers unable to play and they're working on it. It says <laughs> the very last line is let's hope the PlayStation can, can get its act together pretty quickly. This really must be PS and people off. PS and people
1: Ooh. off. Good one. Ooh.
2: Oh, so okay, I'll tell you. Know. I, heard, I heard. I
1: heard. I heard a few bad puns at work today. I don't know why she was trying to do this, but um, somebody came up with a really good one. Did you hear about the restaurant on the moon? The, the what on the moon? Did you hear about the restaurant on the moon?
2: No, what happened?
1: Well, the food was great, but it's got no atmosphere.
2: Oh, oh. <laughs> okay, the food truck on the moon. It took me a minute to understand that.
1: Yeah, the restaurant yes. on the moon. Yeah, the food was great, but there was no atmosphere. Oh.
2: oh. Hey, Shirley. Who's whose ammo walker yeah. did you rate for that one?
1: Uh actually it was one of my co workers.
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay.
1: Yeah. Hmm. Huh I like this. You can use the Oxford comma, but I prefer the Shatner comma. It's where you pepper them in so you know where to add dramatic pauses.
2: <laughs> oh my Spock. Let's go. Sorry. Mhm. Nothing like that. Yeah. I gotta read you this joke. I gotta read you this joke. Okay. It's a little long. Do you mind? Okay, I can make it quick. Okay. Yeah. Here's what happened. After dinner one night, my son came up to tell me there was something wrong with one of his two one of the two lizards he holds prisoner in his room. He's just lying there, looking sick. He told me, "I'm serious. Can you help?" Know, I put my best lizard healer expression on my face and followed him into his bedroom. One of the little lizards wasn't he lying on his back? Looking stressed, I immediately knew what to do Honey, I called, come look at the losers. Oh, my gosh, my wife exclaimed, she's having babies. What? My son demanded, but their names are Bert and Ernie, Mom. I was equally outraged. Hey, how can that be? I thought we said we didn't want them to reproduce, I said accusingly to my wife. What do you want me to do, post a sign in their cage? He inquired. I think he actually said this sarcastically. No, but you were supposed to get two boys, I reminded her, and my most Calm sweet voice while gritting my teeth Yeah Bert and Ernie my son Agreed Okay well it's a little hard to tell On some days you know she informed me Again with the sarcasm By now the rest of the family had gathered to see what was going on But anyway to get down to the point Since we don't have that much time left
1: Hmm.
2: Okay What's so funny I demanded Uh, Knowing but not believing the I Mary would commit the upcoming front of my flawless manliness. Tears were now running down your face. It's just that I'm picturing you pulling on its its teeny little in other words, he was jerking off a lizard's (coughs) private parts. Is what that you know what the moral of the
1: story
2: is? What? Moral of the story, pay attention in biology class. Lizards lay eggs.
1: Oh, okay. All right. Well, guess what? We're almost out of time.
2: That's why I shortened it.
1: Yep. And I'm gonna save this one for next week. But I'm I'm gonna put it to you. I'm gonna put it in this headline: Bonkers Banana Splits Movie Trailer Turns Classic Kids Show Into R-Rated Nightmare." I'll explain that one on Monday. So tomorrow night, of course, is Naughty Mad Libs all hour. Yes.
2: So. Ready? Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, right, I might like so bet anyway. Tomorrow night because the girls are supposed
1: to. Or was that Sunday? <laughs> yeah, tomorrow's only Friday. All right, so anyway, please remember to follow us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, and follow us at our website, beyondtheairways.weebly.com. If you ever miss an episode, there are three ways to catch up. First, there's the Stitcher.com app, available on iTunes, Google Play, and the Amazon Kindle store. Second, you can listen to or download full episodes of the show from blogtalkradio.com. And finally, you can find us on iTunes. Just do a search on the podcast, beyond the airways, and you'll find many of our episodes there. So with that in mind, I'm going to say love these and chicken grease. Everybody have a great night, sleep well, stay safe. We'll see you tomorrow for the summer of naughty magic.
2: Ooh!
1: That is all for tonight. Have a great night and remember... You, m-
0: I almost had him. I had him. I almost had him. <laughs> you stuttering prick, you.
1: Shut up! Two. Hey. Yeah.
0: That's
1: one. I'm hmm I'm, I'm really. Uh-huh. I'm
2: good. Oh, shit! <laughs> shit. Okay.
1: And last one, I'm going to say, I'm going to use this one.
0: I regret
2: that I have but one life to give for my ice cream. Shut up! Aren't you all deep bot? Right. <laughs>
1: yep. All right, that's all for tonight. Years. I'm yeah. right. We'll see you tomorrow. Hi,
2: huh? everybody. Shut yeah. right. up. Nice, y'all.